My mom wears her bold shirt every day. Every mom should wear a bold movement. I love matching my mama. I love having a bold mom. And right now, you can receive free shipping on all orders over $50. Don't forget to check out our Bible studies. Go out and be bold. Hey guys, welcome to the Talk Bible to Me podcast. This is season four, episode four. We are talking through the book of Hosea. And this is one of your hosts, Emily, and I'm here with Megan. I'm so excited to be here, Emily. I'm I'm excited to do this podcast with you. I think you're pretty great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think I'm great. I think you're great. We'll team up for a while. <laughs> Get out of town. You're so kind. Do you know what my sister uh, says to me whenever I say something she doesn't like? What's that? She says, kick rocks. Kick rocks. <laughs> yeah. And I actually really like it. So a person in leadership, I won't name any names, um, definitely my husband uh, <laughs> at the church <laughs> said something and I said, kick rocks. I said it to him. And everyone was like, <gasps> and I was like, that's not bad. Like I did not <laughs> I don't know. I, that got more of a response than like a snarky comment that you could make. And I was like, whatever. I can't. Highly I offensive to kick I guess. Off, I guess. Apparently. But it was, it was like playful. It wasn't like I was actually telling him to kick rocks. I was like, he was like, uh, your shoe's untied. Oh, go kick rocks. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, Megan said to kick rocks. And I'm like, Javier, you guys go kick rocks. wife speak yeah. over her husband, you know? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, this episode, English is really hard these days. <laughs> this <laughs> Studying so much Greek and Hebrew, are you? Oh, I wish that was the reason why. My God love him, Dr. Girdwood. I love this man. Um, he actually, he is going to be, fun fact, for those who are interested in the Bow Movement Academy, he has agreed to teach our Greek class. Oh, so good. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. But uh, he told me one day, and he's not going to say this to you guys, I've been in Greek tutoring for five years, so it's <laughs> – I am way past, like, <laughs> beginning-level Greek, but I'm still in begin beginning-level Greek, and so <laughs> – he told me, Megan, I, I really think we should be a little bit further on. You're struggling with <laughs> five years in. <laughs> and he was like, why do you think you don't understand subjunctives? And I said, no, 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 I can identify the ending. He goes, okay. And I said, I don't know what a subjunctive is in English. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So he was like, we've talked about it. And I said, I know it's just not sticking, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand grammar. It's too linear. That's to my shame. Like like I because I homeschool my kids I had to relearn like adverbs and adjectives like the most simple thing and I'm like what is that again I just well, know adverbs have lee at the end right well you know at this moment in time I sure yes <laughs> wrong. I know and now in a verb lady. that's the only ones I'm like solid on <laughs> oh god love us guys oh boy we have an editor on staff, and she is a doctor now, Dr. Gina Fowler, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be working through the second part of Hosea 2, chapter 2, and this is verses 14 through 23, and um, let's just go ahead and dive right in. How about, um, oh, our intro music. 
Every week I forget this. <laughs> Listen to our intro right now. <laughs> Okay. All right. We did it. That intro was so great. I don't know. I always forget it. Um, <laughs> you just want to get right to it. We're so excited. I'm excited Share. about the word of God. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and read verses 14 through 20, and then okay. we're going to break it down. So let's get started. Is that okay? That's a big chunk, but I think it, it kind of goes go together. So you have to. Yeah. yeah Continuing on in this poem. But then I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there, as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. When that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. Oh, Israel, I will wipe the many names of all from your lips, and you will never mention them again. On that day, I will make a covenant with all the wild animals and the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground so they will not harm you. I will remove all weapons of war from the land, all swords and bows, and you can live unafraid in peace and safety. I will make you my wife forever, showing your righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. Um, okay. I love this. Um, I think it's beautiful. I think it's full of love. And I just want to give us a little bit of recap from last week. So that way we're coming in with an understanding of what's going on. Remember, last week we talked about the first part of chapter 2. And this is where God is talking about how he's going to punish Israel by stripping away all of these comforts and stripping away her clothes and stripping away the fields and the olive trees. And now he's saying, and once she realizes that I am her true love, I will win her back. I'm going to woo her. I'm going to lead her into the desert. And I think there's this book, Emily, Mm -hmm. and it talks about um, when you're a successful business and you've just grown and grown and grown and you've, you're starting to like, I don't know, not do so well. It's like, um, what happens? Well, we have lost sight of the initial things that made us good. Right. And Mm -hmm. so the key for being successful is to go back to the beginning of what made us this way. Right. And I think in a lot of marriages, that's something else that a lot of family therapists do is let's go back to the beginning and recap why you two fell in love, Mm -hmm. like why you two chose to love each Mm -hmm. other. And I think that's what this is talking about here. I'm going to lead her into the desert. Um, and I'm going to remind her of when I freed her from captivity in Egypt Mm -hmm. and I can free her from this captivity of, loving other people. And um, I'm going to woo her again. I'm going to remind Israel. I'm going to remind Gomer of why I chose her and that I'm here and that I'm stable and I'm her foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, And I think also too, um, talking about leading her back into the desert. At first you might hear that like they hated the desert. It was awful. (laughs) Like they wandered there (laughs) for 40 years. 
like why would they want to go back there? But I think it's um, kind of, I briefly mentioned in the last episode about sometimes God uses those trials and those, um, those hard seasons of life to lead us back to him. And so while it might sound awful at first to go back to this place of wandering, that place of wandering often leads us right back to God. And mm. some of our darkest moments is often when we feel or hear God the most because we've been stripped of everything else. And so we can put our back, our eyes back on the realization that God's all we need. And so just that simple phrase of, I will lead you into the desert. Um, <laughs> I hope you could hear my dog behind me. He's like happy. Um, <laughs> um, but when we are sometimes led back to that, that place, that reminder of in our deepest, darkest moments is when God, when we feel his presence the most and when he not shows up the most because he's always there. I mean, even in our, our good moments, he's there, but I think it's just those, those hard seasons. How many times we look back and think like, wow, God really led us through that. And, you know, not that you ever wish to go back to a hard season, but I've had seasons where I'm like, you know, I don't want to go back to it, but I do want to have that relationship again. That relationship was so good then. And, um, yeah, so that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, um, I think there's just this bright, exciting time that happened when they were in the wilderness in the beginning, and it was just, I'm going to lead you back out there. And I love how it says, uh, speak tenderly to her. Is that what? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, my what verse computer was moved. Yeah, uh, verse 14, I'll speak tenderly to her there. Yeah, I just, I love that. Speak tenderly. Mm. I don't know. It's just sweet. Being kind. I'm a girl. I want to be spoken tenderly (laughs) to, okay? (laughs) Um, And he's going to return the vineyards and um, transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. And it's like, I'm going to take all this bad stuff and I'm going to show you that I make it good. Like, I make all things good for those who love me, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And then when that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. Do you have any notes on that? Um, let's see. Verse 16. Um, the main thing I have there is just that Israel will be spiritually revived. Um, so instead of this burden, this bond of, you know, being under... Well, isn't it? Hang on. Let me go back because I think I had a note about, um, sorry, every time I get on my Bible app, it moves to a different. (laughs) I know. I keep trying to like go back and forth in my notes (laughs) and look at you. So Um, yeah, we need my master. So the, the other translation is my Baal. So Mm -hmm. my master, um, when they were worshiping Baal, it was, uh, to appease him. There was so much burden under that because they had to sacrifice and they had to, do all of these things to get um, credit with this false God they had created. Whereas God, our relationship with him, it's more like that, my husband, there's no requirement to earn his love. It's already earned. Yeah. So um, fun fact for you guys, the Israelites had combined the name of the Lord with Baal, right? And they made it seem like there was no difference between the two. And in early times, the Hebrew for my husband sounded like my Baal. Now, Israel is going to use a different word in order to make mm. um, this devotion in- exclusive to God. So you're no longer going to call me these things that sound like oh, yeah. your past lovers. You're going to call me my husband. And I thought yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah. 
No other name. Aha! <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's good. All right. Do you want to – do you have any other notes on that? Um, yeah, let me see. Um, section? I know. I'm like, uh, uh, time, we're trying really my- hard to keep this <laughs> to about 20 minutes for you guys. And so um, if you do come across a verse that you want more information on or if you're like, man, I, I want to get a little bit deeper in that section – why don't you tag us on social media? We have Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. Um, tag us at the Bold Movement Ministries, I-E-S at the end. Um, actually, that's not what it is. It's TBM underscore ministries. <laughs> I'm not even telling you the right tag. At TBM underscore ministries. That's where you can find us. Tag us, ask your question, and we're going to answer those. And maybe we'll even answer it with your tag on our podcast. How cool would that be? I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, go ahead, sis. Um, I did. I do have one more note um, on verse 19 uh, where it says, as I scroll back, it says, I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. Um, I will be faithful to you and make you mine. That's verse 20. Um, so there's this, uh, these two things, righteousness and justice and love and compassion. Um, I like how they're, they're, they're put together. And I was curious about why, because there's always, there's purpose for everything in scripture. And Mm -hmm. so righteousness and justice, they go together. And I have my notes say it indicates that all legal standards will be met with the betrothal. Um, and then love and compassion together denotes God's emotional concern for the new bride. And so you have this first one is the legal side of things will be fulfilled. And then the second one is the the emotional side of things will also be fulfilled so that all encompassing God has promised these things to Israel, his bride, and he's going to fulfill them all, not only just emotionally, because when you go through um, this near divorce and the betrayal that, they, that God has been through... Um, when you're thinking of a marriage that's about to go through a divorce, it can be easy to just like turn into uh, legal mode. Like there's no more emotion. You've betrayed me. I don't really care for you anymore. So it's just, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stay married and that's that. No, it's not just that. He he keeps that emotion in there as well, that I'm still tender towards you. I'm still, I still love you with everything in me. There's compassion there. So I, I love that, that it encompasses the whole thing, that it's not just emotional and it's not just legal. It's both. Mm, I love that. And it's I'm going to put work into it. Not that God has to work toward loving mm-hmm. us, but I think it's also, you know, this is very um, allegorical as well. And yeah. so it's mm-hmm. um, husbands, put work into yeah. your marriage. Mm-hmm. Wives, put work into it. It is work. It's a choice. Yeah. This isn't yeah. – Oh, I just fell out of love. You don't fall out of love. Love no, is a choice, chooses. not mm-hmm. an emotion. Yep. You just chose to follow other enticing avenues. But I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. something. The grass is always greener on the other side. <laughs> but just as Israel is finding with God, it ain't all that green. Yeah. And uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that comment, which isn't, I'm getting a little off topic, but your grass is greenest where it's watered. <laughs> yeah. So it is. Water your grass, man. (laughs) Fill each other and um, communicate. All right. Let's knock this chapter out with verses 21 through 23. 
Okay. In that day, I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the sky as it pleads for clouds, and the sky will answer the earth with rain. Okay, first of all, I just got to stop for a second. That gave me chills. I don't know if I'm just like, <laughs> what? But I have chills all over my body. I think that is one of the most beautiful yeah. descriptions. One of my favorite hymns is called The Love of God. And my favorite verse in it was actually written by a man who was in an insane asylum. Mm. Um, and the verse goes, if we with ink the ocean fill mm. and were the skies of parchment made, where every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the mm. scroll contain the whole the stretch from sky to sky. And that is my favorite verse of any him ever and i love symbolism i love um metaphors i love allegories and so i love this book right (laughs) um but i will i love this i will answer the sky as it pleads for clouds and the sky will answer the earth with rain then the Mm. earth will answer the thirsty cries of the grain the grapevines and the olive trees and they in turn will answer jezreel god plants Mm. i think that section is just Mm -hmm. so beautiful at the end, I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show love to those I called not loved. And to those I called not my people, I will say, now you are my people. And they will reply, you are our God. It's full circle. I love that. Absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, this whole idea, um, the Valley of Jezreel. You know, we start off Hosea talking about Jezreel was this first child of of Gomer. Um, And the actual valley of Jezreel, it was a center for production of food. And so this this section is literally saying God now responds to the needs of the people. They have needs and they were looking to other gods for those needs. But God's saying, now I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one that's going to provide this for you. Um, And after I had taken that away from you because you didn't come to me for that, now you will, and I'll provide it. Um, it's just so beautiful. It's such a, a picture of mercy because he didn't have to. He could have easily just said, like, I'm done, and you can – good luck. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't. He didn't. Um, so this – the section um, in verse 21 says, in that day um, – I just want to express that the marking of in that day is when the marriage is, uh, mm-hmm. again, like restored. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he's talking about. I think sometimes it's like, and in that day, what does that mean? Well, this is when the marriage is restored, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that uh, Israel suffered through, everything that the wife suffered through is going to be reversed. It's going to be given again. Um, and the children are going to be loved by their father and accepted and their names are going to change. And when you are named um, during this time, your name is almost like we would use as nicknames today. Like your nickname yeah. expresses something mm. about you, a trait about you or who you are, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're really good at um, – I don't even know how to – okay, the Spice Girls. We all know the Spice Girls. 
<laughs> posh Spice. Her nickname is Posh Spice because she's posh. And if you're not British, that means like she's um, fashionable. Fancy. She's yep. fancy. Um, sporty Spice. Well, that's her nickname because she's sporty. Ginger Spice. Well, that's her name because she has red hair, you know? Um, so nicknames are symbolic of something about you, a quality about you. We see this throughout the entire scripture as well, throughout the whole Bible. Um, Abigail goes to David and she's like, oh, my my husband's name's Nimrod. That should tell you everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and in this scenario with Hosea, uh, it's these names that they're giving the children are uh, like the nicknames. And so it's, when you turn back to me, I'm going to rename you and you're going to be accepted and loved. And this doesn't mean that God doesn't love you when you mess up, right? There is redemption. There's hope. There's yeah. forgiveness. But I do think that it shows us that when we do mess up or that when we do sin against God, it is an extreme thing. It's not mm-hmm. something to be taken lightly. Yeah. And it affects our character. Absolutely. Because if you're given this this name based on your actions, I mean – that does affect your character. You can't can't deny that. And I love how um, he addresses all the children here. It's not just one. It's not, you know, just the mother. It's the whole family. The whole family is involved in this redemption. Um, and I think that that's such a beautiful picture too because, you know, in the context of divorce, um, it devastates the whole family. It's not just the husband and wife that are affected by a divorce. It's the whole, the kids especially, Um but he ends this by addressing each child by name and and saying, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm for you. And so. I believe in the God who can restore any broken marriage. Yes. That doesn't yes. that's not to say, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out and there are biblical reasons for leaving someone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. like I don't want you guys to think that we're trying to be like keeping you in abusive situations or someone who's continually cheating on you, like definitely seek out marriage counseling or uh, counseling for yourself. There are domestic violence shelters. There's, there's, we can talk about that in another time. But what I am saying is if it's just because you guys can't get along, God restores that. If he's an alcoholic, God can restore that. If there's, I mean, our God can do anything and we need to Mm -hmm. learn to trust him and love him. Yep. He's a redeeming God. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I don't, girl. That's all I got. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for the end of chapter two. Make sure you tune in next week where we hit up chapter three and chapter four. What? Talk about ambitious. (laughs) Within 20 minutes. Time up. (laughs) (laughs) It's very short. Don't worry. But... Um, this is an extension of The Bold Movement, and you can check us out at www.theboldmovement.com. If you want to support us monetarily, you can do that at thepatreon.com forward slash thebullmovement. Guys, if you like us, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, as we tell you every week. If you don't like us, stay away from the stars. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on our ratings, guys, okay? We're really pushing this. Like, We're really pushing hard. it. <laughs> We can't wait to see you guys. Until next time, go out and be bold.